Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. Today we're going to talk a little bit about altars, altar setup, where I place my altars, what I do at my altar, and how my altar works. Um, so I hope this will be informative for you, especially those of you that are new. Um, we'll talk a little bit about where we get our stuff for our altars. Now, I know I've done an episode about this before, <clears throat> but altars is a really important thing. I think an altar is the basis for how we practice and what we see and how it helps us practice our path each and every day. So when I come back, we'll discuss altars, how they impact us, what we do with them. We go from there and where we get our pieces for our altars and how to set them up. So when I come back, we'll do that. I look forward to talking to you. So grab yourself a mug, grab yourself a horn. Grab yourself some meat, grab yourself some mail, grab yourself some coffee, grab yourself some hot chocolate, whichever you like to have. Um, and just join me for Modern Heathen Man as we begin talking about altars today. I look forward. I'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Joe here with Modern Heathen Man. I want to tell you guys about something really cool. I wanted to buy my wife something really nice. And one of the things I wanted to do was buy directly from a heathen shop or a heathen artisan. So I wanted to buy her something that she could use, that she would enjoy, something that she could relax with and really get into. And I found this great place called Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. They're on Facebook under Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. And they have a wonderful assortment of different bath bombs and different shapes and colors, from stars to hearts to ghosts to even little skeletons that my wife really likes. One of the best things they have is a bunch of different smells. They have a lemon or a lemonade, rose, sandalwood, lavender. Peppermint, sweet orange, creamy nutmeg, coconut, green apple, Belize, which is they call dark beach, which is really good, blackberry amber, sweet honeysuckle, pineapple, and many, many more. Not to mention an assortment of colors. So if you'd like to get some bath bombs, go ahead and check them out at Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs, or you can actually go ahead and email her at Red's Nightmare 29 at gmail.com. R-E-D-S-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E-29 at gmail.com. So go ahead and check them out. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey everyone, I'm back, and thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. This is the second installation, actually third, but second for real, um, for the series of this year. Um, so let me talk a little bit about altars. First of all, you know, what is an altar? Well, let's talk about an altar first as a dedicated sacred space where you put things that represent your path, or that represent you to the path or the gods that you follow, either in your home, your business, your garage, your yard, any number of places. So that's first what an altar actually is. Now, when I say this, I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. It doesn't really matter what you put on your altar. There's a few basic things you want to have. But for the most part, you want to make sure that you represent the God that you're 
venerating, maybe your ancestors, um, things that represent you on that altar, or things that those gods would like. So like, let's talk about Iduna. So say you're going to venerate for Iduna, um, you would put apples there. You put pretty things. You might put a picture of her up there. Um, you might put effigies or a statue of her up there. Um, let's use Odin as well. You know, things that Odin would like. So you may put, you know, the have mall on there. You may put um, different things that represent Odin on the actual altar. Statues of him, pictures of him, so on and so forth. So... That's the first thing that you want to definitely do. So you want to have something on there that represents the gods or the ancestors or whatever you're venerating. The second thing you want to have on there is some type of a bowl or chalice for offerings. Um, when you make your offerings, you're going to go ahead and make them at your altar. And you're going to go ahead and leave them there for libation. Or you're going to put them outside or whatever. Um, but you're going to definitely make offerings. So you're going to have to have an offering bowl. Um, you want to put a ring there, an oath ring of some type, so that when you oath to the gods, you have a ring to do that. Um, you may want a horn. Now, talking specifically a Satru or heathenry, we use horns to hold our mead with a holder. So you definitely want that on your altar. Um, and lastly, maybe a candle or an incense holder, if that's what you want to do. So, again, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. <clears throat> Just the basic things. You may want to put down a cloth to, you know, keep your altar area clean. You may want to put a knife or a sword down. A lot of people like those as well. A bunch of different things that you can put on your altar um, that represent your path and what you're hoping to achieve with your path. So, again, there's no wrong way. There's no right way. Now, you may ask where you get some of these things. Well, obviously, you know, a horn. You get them in a couple different places. You can get them online. You can get them on eBay. You can get them from a bunch of different places. You just have to choose where you get your horn from. Um, Grimfrost has some nice priced horns. But if you look around, you can find a place to get a horn at. You know, nice size one. It doesn't have to be too small. It doesn't be too big. I have a couple different size horns that I use for different things. So, um, yeah, either way. I also have a blowing horn, which is a ram's horn that you blow into, and it makes a noise to... Let everyone know that I'm worshiping. That's just me. That's my altar. So that's something I have there. Um, your offering bowl can be something as little as a little glass bowl. I use a little wooden bowl that I um, carve the Vegvasir in. It looks really nice, but that's you know what it is. My ring is actually um, braided oak branches into a ring. It looks really cool. I like it. And it's oak and you know, it represents steadfastness. So that's something you can look at. Um, some people like to put an evergreen sprig on there every day. So they have it to, you know, anoint whatever they're going to anoint. So you do that. I have an incense burner on my altar. Thanks to my friends who got it for me for Yule. So I have a really nice incense burner on there. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Austin. Um, it was a Yule present for me. So I have that. Um, I have... My effigies of the gods, which are little staves I made out of uh, wood. I carved the gods in there. I have a chalice, and that's honestly about the basics that I have on my altar. I have some runes over there. 
um, and it has some stones with some representations um, of the gods or something going on on those stones. So that's my basic indoor altar. That one sits in my bedroom. My wife has her altar. Um, she hasn't fully set it up yet. Obviously, we just moved, as you guys know. So she's working that. I set up my altar yesterday, so I was lucky. So that's my house altar in my bedroom. We also have an altar out in the main living area because when people come to our home, we want them to know that we're heathen. <clears throat> we want them to join in ceremonies out there. We do ceremonies as a family. So I have my private altar to do my private ceremonies and my meditating and everything else from in here. And then out there, I have another altar where we do, you know, more family rituals or family rites as a family. Uh, with that said, we also have um, an outdoor altar. That altar I'm actually building outside. As soon as the weather here begins to cooperate, I'll be getting stone in and begin building my outdoor altar. I do have a makeshift one right now, which is just some stuff that I uh, built up and put together with some um, carvings of the gods that I've done. So those are out there, and they take offerings and stuff, and they're a place for us to do our rituals outside, but they're, it's available to us. So with that all said, um, the other place I have an altar is in my shed where I do work in my workshop so that even when I'm in my workshop, I can go ahead and honor the gods while I'm working on either carvings of other gods or things that I'm doing to honor them. So these are the, the main types of altars that we have. So we have our own personal altar. We have the family altar. We have the outside altar for doing rituals and stuff outside. Also, that one's good for when we invite people over to do main rituals. And then we also have, you know, our little altars around. Now, I will say this. Um, Odin's Beard Woodworking is one of the places I advertise for, one of the heathen places. He makes these really cool little pocket altars. So if you're just looking to venerate a specific god or you want something to travel with, it's a little effigy of the god carved out of wood that he can carves. He puts it inside a little tin with a prayer and stuff in there, a little candle and some other stuff. And you can take that along with you and, you know, do your honoring while you're out and about um, right there from just your pocket, in all honesty, or just carrying your pocket all day. It's a really cool little thing to have. So, um, yeah, Odin Beard Woodworking, if you get a chance, check them out. Um, he definitely has little altars that are really cool. Um, other than that... That's the basics of my altar. Now, where do we get the stuff? That's that's some of the questions that most people ask me. Um, a lot of my stuff, believe it or not, I find at thrift stores. One um, amount I'm about to either make it myself, find it at a thrift store, or find it at a Dollar General or Walmart. Sometimes I find some stuff. Like recently, my wife and I were at the thrift store. And we came across a Yule log that they were giving away for free. So we picked up the Yule log. It's a little ceramic one. It's really cool looking, but that's going to go on my altar for Yule. So it's really nice. Either way, and that was at a thrift store. Um, I think my chalice and my offering bowl came from a thrift store. Um, even my uh, big thing that holds my runes came from a thrift store. Now, my runes I bought, my horns I bought. Um, one was a gift. Um, 
So a lot of the stuff on my altar is either gifts or stuff that I find at thrift stores or dollar stores. My wife's whole altar is almost done with dollar store buys. So you don't have to go really big and expensive. Um, a lot of the stuff we make ourselves, if we want something, uh, my knife I actually made myself with a knife blank that I found. And I put a, an antler onto it so it looks really cool. Um, and the pictures we use for the gods are just printouts from the computer that we frame. So, you know, and the, those frames are from the dollar store, obviously. So, you know, getting stuff is pretty easy. Now, the stuff outside is a little different. The stuff you put outside, if you're going to leave it on your altar, you know, it has to withstand the, um, the weather. So, like, for the candles out there, I use those um, cemetery candles, the ones in glass, um, just the plain white ones or whatever color I need. For the day, I'll go buy one of those at Walmart, throw them like 88 cents, and I'll take it out there and put it on the altar and light it, and it'll stay out there all night lit unless it totally downpours and then it fills up with water. But, yeah, so, I mean, stuff like that, you just got to make sure, like, the bowl that you put out there is a more sturdy bowl. You know, if it's wooden, it's going to expand and break and everything else. So you may want, like, a stone bowl or a ceramic bowl. But, again, at, you know, dollar store or Walmart, you can pick those up pretty cheaply. So... Um, with that said, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your outdoor altar and the different rituals that you have there. And I look forward to talking to you. I'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble Red stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. So now we discussed the different types of altars. Let's start discussing the outdoor altar. So my outdoor altar, I want to be able to make out of 
rock or stone. Um, I'm looking at a couple different pieces of flagstone, which are a lot larger, or even just a sawn piece of uh, thick wood that's a long plank style or a couple long plank styles to make the top of it and then stone up the sides of it. Just a basic table, to be honest with you, outside made of stone and wood. Um, I will set it aside, put it in its own little place, and then I'll hollow it so that it becomes an altar. Um, and then if I ever leave here, I will destroy that and make sure it's not just there for bad use or whatever and take it with me. But for right now, I just want to pile a bunch of flagstone up or a bunch of stones and put like a table across it. Again, just a real primitive style looking thing right next to an old oak tree in my yard um, with some other trees around it. So it'll make a really nice little, I don't want to say, um, yeah, I will. It'll make a nice little area specifically set aside for rituals. Um, and that's all we'll use that area for. So we'll denote it with some effigies of the gods with big... Um, um, logs into the ground and carve the gods into them so that people know that that area is a sacred space. Um, and then we'll keep it that way. We'll keep it sacred so that we can keep using it. Uh, with that said, the other things we want to do um, with our outdoor altar is you just want to make sure to keep it nice. I mean, especially you want to make sure to upkeep it so that it's not just falling apart and dilapidated and the, you know, the ancestors and the gods think we forgot about them. Uh, one of the coolest things I'd like to do is begin naming specific ancestors that have meant a lot to me and begin putting, planting trees for them or having sacred spaces for them specifically where we come and honor them. Um, I was about doing the same thing for the gods. I may just make like a space for ancestors and one for gods. We can bring a bunch of ancestor stuff there outside and honor them um, just do um, sacrifices there for them of meat and stuff in those specific areas, like put a couple trees in and say, this is the ancestor's garden. This is the garden of the Aesir. This is the garden of the Vanir. Um, do things like that. <clears throat> so I haven't fully decided. Um, and then maybe one for the warriors. So one for the Aesir, Vanir, ancestors, warriors, you know, and, and things like that. So just keep them all in mind that maybe what I'm going to build, I haven't fully decided yet. That was what I was playing with. So we'll see what happens. But that is your outside altar. One of the big things about um, your personal altar um, for me is, and this is how I do it again. This isn't how you're supposed to do it. There is no right or wrong way, but this is how I do it. I have a personal altar so I can go in here and meditate and focus on what I need to focus on. Um, number one is a Gothi, number two is a heathen, number three is a father, number four is a husband, you know, and so on and so forth, all the way down the line of all the things that I am. You know, sometimes you need to focus on certain things um, when you're playing those roles. So, with that said, I have a personal altar that I'm able to do that I can light some incense, light a candle, venerate, ask for what I need to ask for, and do that privately in my own space. Now, the house altar is a little different. The house altar is where I bring the wife and children to or any friends that are over, and we hold rituals and rites at the house altar. Um, that altar is made for us, the family, or a close-knit style to do a rite or a ritual, even if it's just something like the morning prayer of the gods um, with the boys where it's, 
you know, gods and goddesses, Ace here and Vanier, thank you for the blessings you have given me. Thank you for being with me. I ask you to continue to bless me and to be by my side. I ask you to help me to face the decrees of the Norns with the courage, honor, and frith. And I ask you to help me do the best that I can for my faith, ancestors, family, and kindred this day, every day, and always. Grant me wisdom, honor, strength, and frith to continue to bring honor to you and my ancestors. Heal the gods. Even if it's just that morning prayer that we do and venerating the god of the day, so hail Thor on Thor's day, um, it's really important that we have a place for the family to get together, to understand that we're heathen, to understand what we're doing, and to be part of it, especially for your children to be part of that and have a place to go to or a place to do something. And it's in the open um, so that we don't look like we're hiding what we are from everybody else. Um, so that's what my home altar is for. My outdoor altar is even bigger. My outdoor altar says to everyone that I'm a heathen. I hold rites and rituals there where everyone can see what I'm doing. We have bonfires aside of it that bring light to it. And we yell hail from it as loud as we can so the gods and ancestors can hear us. So. You know, more and more, as I said, I'm going to focus on getting us out there, focus on being more mainstream this um, season. And that's one of the ways to do it. I mean, moving your altar from your bedroom to the outside where the family worships and then moving where the family worships outside to where you and other heathens and your family worship. and Everybody can hear you or may want to become part of it. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Those are the things that get us out there. And an altar is the beginning of it. An altar helps you daily practice your faith. Um, if you have the altar in your bedroom, when you open your eyes in the morning, it's the first thing you see. You instantly look over at it and you begin your honor for the day of the ancestors or you begin venerating the gods um, as soon as you can because it's there. It's right in front of you. It's available. And then when you walk out of your room after you've had your shower and you're all dressed, you walk into a main room where it has another altar and again, it reminds you that venerating the gods and honoring the ancestors is an important part of your day. And then even up to leaving for work or going out to the car, you have your outside altar, which again, reminds you to venerate the gods and honor the ancestors. And if you're like me who has a workshop or a place where you go to to just like hang out and piddle around, you have an altar there. Again, it helps you keep your faith. It helps you to honor all the things that you've promised to honor and do all the things that you've promised to do in your walk. This is why an altar is so important. Even if an altar just has a cup on it and a bowl and a picture of a god or a picture of an ancestor, and it's just that meager right now, and you learn to add stuff to it later, begin with that. Begin with just an incense holder where you light the incense and you honor the God to the smell or just the thought of the God consistently. This is how we begin to fully practice our faith. The closer we are to the gods, the closer we are to the ancestors, the more we're following our faith and the more we're continuing our path. The more we remember them, I've always said this to everybody, the more we remember them, the more they remember us. And it's that simple. I mean, to be honest with you, the gods really could care less what we do down here. But in honoring them, we show them that we remember them, and then they want to honor us. 
So that's the best way to describe it. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about alters more. And um, I look forward to talking to you. Give me a moment while I get some water. I'll be right back, guys. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DE poles of five to six inches for $40. Seven to eight inches for 45, nine to 10 for 50, and 11 to 12 for 60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket altars will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, I'm back, and I want to thank you again for joining me. So, again, we're talking about altars, and I was getting on the point of how altars help us, you know, along our path. One of the best things that ever happens to me with my altars is my kids will go over there and they'll touch stuff on my altar. And at first you might say, oh, no, 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 don't touch it. You might break it. I don't always say that. There's certain things they know that will break or easy to break and so on and so forth, but for the most part, I want them to touch the things that are on my altar. I want them to ask questions about it. And that opens the door for me discussing with them what the piece is, what it means to me, why it's on the altar, and why we even have an altar. Um, and with the same token, it's the same thing with people that come to the house. Like, um, if you have some friends that come over and you're, you know, you're talking with them or whatever, and all of a sudden they look down and they see this piece of the altar and like, oh, is that is that really a ram's horn? And you're like, yeah, that's a real ram's horn. It's from Iceland. And I use it to sound off when I'm beginning my rituals. So it gets me into the mood. It gets me into that place where I need to be. So, you know, it's, it centers me a bit, you know, or they'll see my hammer that's made of iron. That was a gift to me. Um, and they'll look at it and go, wow, it's a really cool looking hammer. And I'll say, yeah, a friend of mine made it for me specifically for my altar. 
and it just opens up a dialogue and it really begins to discuss, you know, our path and what we believe in, but not in a forceful come to my religion kind of way, you know, just they're, they're curious, they want to know something and you're able to go ahead and, you know, give them the answer for that. One of the coolest things I've had is while I'm out building an altar or doing a carving of a god, so I'm going to come by and ask what I'm doing, I'll say, and I'll just say, oh, okay, and they kind of walk away for a little bit. But it intrigues them, so they come back and they want to see what I'm doing with this. They watch me creating this carving, and they really enjoy it, and they ask me why it takes so much time to do it. And I say, well, it's my, my sacrifice to this god to put them up to, for people to remember them, and as I sacrifice my time and skill, people will constantly remember them. And then I'll say them something like, you know, I told you this is a statue of, let's say, Odin. I told you it's a statue of Odin. Every time you go by and you see it, what are you going to think? And they'll say, oh, well, I'll remember back to when you were making it. And I'll say, oh, you know, that's cool. He made that statue of Odin. I said, right. And that brings honor to that God because now that God is remembered by you consistently each time you go by and that sacrifice pays off because now somebody else will remember that God. And again, it opens up a dialogue and it's a really good opportunity for us to discuss our path a little bit more with them. You know, and I'll say to them, you know, well, what do you know about Odin? And they'll tell me, of course, the stuff from Marvel comics. And I'll say, yeah, some of that's true. You know, other it's not, you know, did he, you know, he did this. Did you know you wrote a book of wisdoms that are really good and can help you along in your life? And then I'll show them the have them all. And we'll talk about that, and I'll show them where they can get it for free online, and they can read through it. Again, opening a small door lets everybody in. So that's the way I look at our path, and I look at what we need to do to bring our path forward to the front of, just like Christianity, we need to be in the forefront. We need to be there. We need to be with everybody else. This podcast is a way, I mean, I tell everybody about my podcast, and I post my podcast on Facebook, not just to my friends, to bunch of different sites and you know i want people to know that we're here and i want people to know that we're not just weirdos or doing whatever you know what i mean that they don't know what we're doing and i invite people to my rituals all the time so an altar though is the beginning of that you know if someone invites you to a ritual and you get there and there's nothing there you're like oh where are we going to do the ritual at? but if you have a set aside place you have an altar set up they can see that this is where this is going to happen. And just like in, you know, some really beautiful churches across the world, we know where that sacred space is. We know and we understand that sacred space because it's denoted as a sacred space. There's nothing in there that says that this is not a sacred space. Now, there are some churches today that, you know, have their places in um, other places, like they rent like spaces to have their church in. But those are not denoted as a sacred space consistently. I mean, people know that there's church there, but only if they attend that church and go there on a Sunday. But for the most part, for you know us, we don't have any um, real hoffs around. We don't have any real um, temples around. So we have to really rely on people and their altars and everything else when we have sacred spaces. So it just really sets the tone for something. When you have torches going, sacred space, um, you know, effigies of the gods in the square, people know that that space is set aside for something else. Um, you know, with a stone altar and some flags going maybe or whatever, just something really inviting about it too. 
we all sit around and we hail each other and we really get into the groove of a ritual or rite. And, you know, it's just really, I want to say it feels like home, you know, and people have said it to me a lot where it feels like home when I'm here and the altar set up and I'm able to come in and enjoy the pieces of the altar and see all the different things. And so, as I said before, an altar is the basis. You know, we, we can try every single day to be heathens and we succeed. Sometimes we fail and we get back up and we start all over again. But if we had our personal altar, like in our bedroom, and we made personal altars for our children in their bedroom, you know, they'll begin praying to the gods. We pray to the gods in the morning, light our incense. And then we all come out to have our breakfast and bang, there's another altar right there. And as a family, we can venerate the God for the day. We can talk about an ancestor when we're at the breakfast table and honor them from that altar um, for that day. Any number of things. There, there's so many different ways that we can work this, but it all begins with our altars. Again, it doesn't have to be anything really extravagant. It could just be a bowl with a cup there, maybe a photograph of someone or a picture of one of the gods printed off of the Internet, you know, thumbtacked up on the wall. It doesn't have to be so crazy immaculate that I don't want to say it's right. Don't be embarrassed of your altar. No matter what your altar has on it, don't be embarrassed. At least you have an altar. At least you're trying. That's what I got to say that way. That's I'm just going to say it the way I want to say it. You don't need to be embarrassed. Even if you have one of those little pocket altars from Odin's Beard Woodworking, man, if we can sit at a river you know, do some fishing. You say, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to venerate the God or honor the gods. I'd say, well, all right, let's do that, man. Put a little stone up, put your little pocket altar up on there and we'll hail the God together, man. That, that would be so cool or woman or whatever, you know, we'll do it together and it'll be really cool because we're honoring in nature, the God together. We're doing it as kin, as kindred and enjoying ourselves. So, don't be ashamed of your altar. I don't care if it's just a little pocket altar or something you throw together and put in a bag and take with you, whatever, whatever it is, just make sure it's your altar and you venerate the gods and do what you need to do with it and honor the ancestors. With that said, guys and gals, I want to thank you all for joining me today. I want to thank you for taking the time um, to listen to my podcast, Modern Heathen Man. Um, I want to thank you for all the concern you've given me. Um, with me gone for a while, as I said before, you know, Yule is a very busy time, plus the move and some other stuff going on. So with that said, I want to thank you all for joining me for this second installment here, actually third again. Um, so I hope it's helped someone along. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to uh, email me at modernheathenman at gmail.com. I'll get back to you. So I want to thank you all for joining me. I'll tell you to have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. You've reached this spot right here, and unfortunately, I do not have a promo to play for you. If you own a heathen business or offer a good or service to heathens or is heathen related, I am looking for your business to promote right here in this spot. 
as my podcast grows and as it becomes longer, I have more and more people that are looking for heathen goods and services all over the country. I'd like to put your promo here. You can go ahead and contact me at modernheathenman at gmail.com. Once again, that's modernheathenman at gmail.com. Go right ahead and contact me and I will put your promo here. We can work something out for that. And then on top of that, I want to let you all know that my podcast right now has over 6,000 listens this month alone and continues to grow. I'm available on at least nine different platforms, so your business information will get out there. If you need references, let me know as well, but I'd like to put your stuff right here. So I want to thank you for joining me for Modern Heat of Man. Hopefully, this is going to be your promo here next. Have a great day.